and welcome to Personalized Learning with Matt and Courtney. My name is Matt. My name is Courtney. Courtney, we talk about the do-do's and don't-do's of personalized learning here. Yes, yes, yes. So today, we're going <sighs> back in time a little bit. And a little bit. A little. It's more like not time, really. More back to like basics, as it were, right? That used to be the big phrase when I was it's starting. I, going back to back basics. To basics. You know, we're going to give them worksheets. They're going to learn their multiplication yep. tables. Yep. I don't care if they're 16 years old. Reading, writing, arithmetic. Yeah. The three R's. The three R's. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. But um, yes, we need to spiral our curriculum a little bit. <laughs> we have to spiral the podcast curriculum and bring hmm. it back around uh, to standards again. It's, I think... No matter what, it's important to do. Um, and you and I, you and I have talked about this. Like our um, our professional careers, like when we started the the podcast, we were kind of our we worked much more closely professionally. And now you're on the West Coast, I'm on the East Coast, so we don't work as closely professionally. But one it's of the lessons, yeah, yeah, it's one good. of the lessons you and I have learned together. Um, and separately in various ways is that um, with important with important initiatives or big initiatives um, in schools in particular, you can't just do it once, right? Because yeah. the people change and then the historical knowledge kind of leaks out, mm -hmm. right? So you have to keep anything that you strongly believe in um, you have to keep coming back round to, and you have to keep having the like 101 level learning available. Otherwise it falls apart. Yep. Totally agree. Totally. Yeah. I think that's a big lesson learned for yeah. us in particular, but ongoing, I think in, in the districts that uh, you and I both, both work with right now are having the same type of problems constantly because yep. it's a constant issue, no matter where you are. Um, especially with all the turnover, as you mentioned. And yes, with this time of COVID, there's, a, I think, a lot more turnover than there has been in the past for obvious yeah. reasons. Yeah, and I think there, and I don't think we're done yet. I think there's going to and be- And we're still not done, exactly right. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so one of the districts I work with, um, literally, just last, literally, just last week, I did a whole session about um, standards, about learning targets, right, what they are, and how to use them, the super basics. Um, and it came about because when I started working with this district this year, you know, like when I was kind of getting the lay of the land, like one of the questions I asked was like, all right, so like if I say learning targets, like, will they know what, what, what that means? And then the building administrator was like, oh yeah, 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 oh, totally. You know, we did that a few years ago. Everyone, like everyone's on that. They, you know, they know that they've gotta be like visible and referred to. Was it happening in any class that I went into? No. Of course not. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> so, and, and you all know, you've heard like, I don't necessarily believe like you, what, targets are not wallpaper, right? It's like, if it's on the board, like that's not good enough. Like, I don't care if the target's posted on the board. I care if the learners know what they're learning. I think that's, <laughs> like, that's the thing. I right? know it, why they're learning it. It yeah. doesn't even matter if it's up. Right. No, it doesn't. I think that was yeah. way back when we first started that stuff. Have it posted and visible. Yeah. But you're right. That it's just wallpaper. The key right. is the kids. 
the kids, right? Do yeah. they know it? Posting yeah. it and having it visible is a strategy for making making targets transparent and exactly. useful. It is not the way you make anyway. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So let's let's kind of let's go back a little bit and uh, remind ourselves and our listeners kind of what what a standard is, what a target is, and how they kind of how they work. Uh, Excellent. Excellent. So why don't you yeah. start with that? What, how did you, how did you talk about this in this uh, session with teachers? Right. So I really anchored it all in learner centered practices that um, if a district or a teacher wants to be learner centered, right. One of the philosophical tenets that they have to live up to is this idea of clarity and transparency. And you can't have that clarity and transparency, everybody clearly knowing what the learning is, what the expected performance levels are, how you get it, like all of that you, without targets. You need targets and standards to do that. Mm -hmm. So I kind of framed it that way, right? That like, this isn't just like, uh, you should have standards, like you should have targets that they say, say, say so. No, this is like, look, ultimately, if you want to be able to let your learners loose with like super creative projects or give them more agency and voice in their learning, you need to have, you need to have something pinned down and that something pinned down is the learning target. Okay. So, um, so I felt like that, I don't know that I've ever actually presented it that way before. That does sound a little bit different from the way we've talked in the past. Yeah. I think I like it but a lot more. I like it a lot more. Yeah, I do too. And I think that from now on, if I were to to con, you know do consulting work around standards and targets again, that's the angle I would come from. Mm -hmm. Because no one wants to say they're not learner centered. Right. Right. I think. Right. Question mark. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> you wouldn't I know think, I'm, you wouldn't think so. You know they. People don't want to. And so like I started with kind of just putting up education reimagined principles of learner centered practice mm -hmm. and kind of just didn't talk a whole lot about them was I was just like, you can find a lot of a lot of different ones. I really like these. Number one, <laughs> transparency and clarity. Right. Like and then kind of went right into it. Mm -hmm. um, and then the next thing I talked about, because I also made this decision, I come from a, like a hardcore Marzano background mm -hmm. with, with targets. Um, but not everybody is. Right. And I get now, which I don't think I got, like, I think I got it, but I didn't really get it. Okay. <laughs> like, I didn't honor it, maybe. Okay. That the way a target is written in Marzano world is really difficult to take in wholesale at one glance. Okay. Like, Same so for example, yeah, like, yeah, so understands that people come from different cultural backgrounds, right? That's the statement. But then the other pieces in Marzano, in Marzano world, at least the way I did it, you know, I don't know if you went and talked with Bobby, what he would say now, but at least the way I did it in all of the years I worked in schools as a coach. Um, so you would have that statement, then along with it, you would have a reasoning level indicated, like, um, uh, what is it, uh, recall, comprehension, analysis, or knowledge utilization. Yep. 
right? And then you would specify a reasoning process if you wanted to. More often than not, you did. Sometimes you didn't, but more often than not, you did. So like if it were a now, so if it were comprehension, I might say comprehension colon integrating, right? Okay. And so that would point me to a specific set of verbs or phrases to use to craft my, um, my assessment language. Okay. That's like three steps. <laughs> There's a lot going on there, yeah. If there's a lot going on. So I decided, and I know that different different places like to write their targets differently. Some people that, that feels really cold and weird, the like the student understands, right? Mm -hmm. It's very third person. People, I think a lot of people want it to be more um, connected to it quicker. I can statements, right? So I was just kind of like, okay, how can I do this in a way that isn't gonna, that's gonna feel like I don't care how you write your standard, your target. And what I came to was, okay, for a target to be really good, right? And successful and useful and do all the things I know targets <laughs> should do, it needs three parts. So this is what I did. I talked about, I, I said that out front. I was like, you can write a target a bunch of different ways. Like here's the target, the way I am used to writing it. Here's the way it could look three other ways. Mm -hmm. These are the things all of them have in common. Okay. They all have these three parts. Um, they clearly state the expected knowledge or skills. Maybe these aren't parts. These are three things that they do. Let's go with that. They clearly state the expected knowledge or skills. And it's either content known as declarative knowledge in Marzano world, or it is, or they are skills known as procedural knowledge in Marzano world. Um, the next thing they do is they specify a taxonomy level. Mm -hmm. Right. So retrieval and then depending on and I was like, there's many different models you could use of like educational taxonomy. It doesn't matter which one as long as everyone uses the same one. Yeah, because that's all that matters. Yep, that's a key. Yeah. Um, so I gave them some examples of what some different levels might be. Um, like the ones I mentioned, retrieval, comprehension, analysis, utilization and whatever those other ones. Um, and then the third thing that they're going to do is they indicate a reasoning process to be demonstrated. Right. Um, so that's like compare and contrast, describe, list, like that's the verb that everybody really likes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so that, so, so like, as long as your learning target statement does those three things, write it however you want. That's how I feel at this point. How did, how did they take that? How did they compare to what they knew before? Um, that's a really good question. I think for some of them, it was just really validating. Okay. Like they were like, oh yeah. Okay. I get this. I remember this. Yes. This is okay. like my, if I look at a, a learning target, I've got, it matches that. Right. It okay. does that. And now I understand the pieces of it. Yeah. Right. And there were some people who this was totally brand new to. And I think that they, it made sense to them. Like, yeah, that makes sense that those three things would make learning very clear and visible. I think the way you just I think the way you just described that, um, it was was pretty good about having the three pieces, making sure that happens in whatever target you're writing. Yeah. But then write it whatever way you want, because I, you know, I am a huge proponent of those three pieces being separate. Yeah. And just just for flow purposes, rather than try to squeeze it all in one, because some of my experiences have been that you miss at least one of the pieces when you're trying to write that. 
Yep. Which may just be, you know, not good writing at the time or not understanding, but I like how you broke that down into the three pieces and making sure that that's there. Because yeah. I, think, I think that is what separates a good written standard, a well-written standard. I can't even talk. From from one yeah. that's, that's uh, uh, incoherent, not the word, but um, you know, it's just not full. You're not going to get the results from that standard that you think you might if you're missing one of the pieces, right? And I think right. that's one of the keys because the key isn't having a well-written standard. The key is having kids do what you want them to do, right? right? What they need to do, not necessarily yeah. what you want them to do, but what they need to do for that one. And if you're getting different results from what you think is well-written, yeah, that's that's a disconnect. So mm -hmm. I like how you broke that down into the three specific pieces and then said, go, basically. So what, yeah. what, what did you have them do next after that? Um, so then after that, we actually, um, oh, I had them then. So we were moving very quickly into also matching targets to instruction and assessment. So I showed them an example of a project, uh, the, the cell cake project where learners bake a cake, make oh, a yeah. cake model of, of a freaking <laughs> cell. Okay. Yeah. So I showed them a poor example of this project. That project for any listeners out there who have done something like that, it can be done well. I'm sure it can be done well. Um, I showed them an example of one that was not done well, that um, ultimately was, and they were amazing at it. Like I didn't, so I started off, I was just like, okay, here's, here's the project. Here's some pictures of student cell cakes. What, what do you think was the learning target? Right. And, you know, so they, like they kind of, they came up with that. And then I showed them what, um, the learning target was what it was supposed to be and then we kind of looked at them and i said does that actually do that and it didn't right you know and it was supposed to be so it was supposed to be an analysis level mm -hmm. thing um which the the building the making the cake basically what this version of the project did it was it was a recipe it was a step-by-step -step. right it was like build a model of a cake and um, build a model of a cell plant or animal um, if it's a plant cell, you have to have all of these pieces. If it's an animal cell, you have to have all of these pieces has to be labeled clearly your name on it. Like, you know, there was no, like, and it even was like the size has to be this, like there was, there was no, there was, it was like, it wasn't even comprehension level. Right. And like, and they were able to see that and they were like, it's clearly not analysis. I was like, okay, well, what if the target was just, you know, understands the structure and function of plant and animal cells mm -hmm. just can describe and explain, you know, the functions, the structures and the functions. Um, and they looked at it for a minute and they were like, no, they're not even doing that. They're just labeling. All they're doing is labeling the parts. And I was like, and are they even identifying the parts themselves? No, <laughs> because they're given the list. Mm -hmm. Like, so uh, yeah, that's what we did next. And then, um, yeah, and then we kind of just, and then we just kind of went through like, you know, and then they practiced, they pulled out some of their assignments and looked at what their targets were. And kind of, we just, and that's just, that's all we did, you know? Yep. And the one thing that we kind of started talking about that the principal really wanted 
to see happen, right? We started talking about differentiation, okay. about how structuring targets this way can be used. So then, oh, then the other thing I had them do was um, play a little bit more. I gave them a new target. It was a social studies one about culture. And then, but it didn't have any of the, the verb, any of the reasoning level or taxonomy. Okay. And I said, okay, let's make one at comprehension, right? Make a task at comprehension. Okay, great. Now make a task at analysis. Now make a task at retrieval so that they could kind of see, right? How you can make it more complex or simplify it so that, you know, it's the, the pieces leading up to the more complex knowledge. Okay. And then we stopped and the principal made a comment that um, I very quickly like moved past because I didn't have another hour to like deal with it. Like okay. <laughs> the principal is very excited about the idea that having the having targets will allow teachers to differentiate instruction, which is true. It can. Yeah. But they feel this, this administrator feels that the way it works is that they can then change the verb for different learners. That doesn't seem right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't. Here's why. Because a standard is a, I mean, it's like, it's a universally accepted like level of performance. Mm -hmm. And that's true in any discipline, any profession. Like, I mean, it's the same as, um, you know, what do you call them? Like when you build a house, all of the, uh, they're not called standards, but they're called. Um, studs? I can't think of the word. The studs. No, but like the requirements the for like insulation. Yeah, yeah you have. Uh... Yeah, you have to have requirements that are constant across everything. It can't be yes. different for Newcastle than it is for Gardner. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's yeah, talking studs about. is not the right word either. Studs not the right word. <laughs> code. There it is. Oh, Got it. Yes. It's code. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like codes, like same kind of, they're standards. Yep. Um, you, they can't change. Right. Right. So, so what like if you're going to say like if you're going to be standards based or even standards reference, which at this point, come on, people get past standards reference, go move, well, move forward. Yeah, the standard can't change for different students because then you're right back to the, the problem that we were trying to address with standards based instruction. It's an equity mess. It depends on, yeah. you know, it's like, then what, yeah, it's, what is the, what does the learning mean then if you do that? Well, like you're what right. is, what is the meaning of the standard? It doesn't mean anything anymore. And now you're relying on preconceived notions of who kids are and what they can achieve right. without actually any data to back that up or expectations right. to back that up. And why, why, why would we want to do that? Other than I know one of the answers, I know one of the answers. So I see you shaking your head, <laughs> but one of the What's answers. What's one of the answers? Uh, one of the ones that that I think is the apparent one is it's going to make my life easier for that kid. You know, I'm I'm just trying to help that kid, Courtney. You know, I know they can't get there, so I'm just gonna. It's the same kind of standard, Courtney. I changed a couple of verbs. 
it's different expectations. I know they can get to this level, but I'm not so sure about the other one. So I'm, I'm going to try to help them out and be positive with them. I, I, you know, I just, I don't have a good argument against you right now, except that that sucks. Like lowering your expectations. <laughs> I, I think that is the argument right there. <laughs> it is not. No, it's, it's not how it works. That's it's just not, it's that's, not. It, that's gross. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's why are we educators if we're just trying to move kids along from what we think they can do? Right. I've always believed you have standards, you have expectations. Kids will rise to them. Oh, oh yes, they will. The, the, the trouble, the trouble with that is if you don't have the supports in place to do that. And right. that, that, they won't I'm, rise. They won't necessarily rise on their own. You might have to teach oh, them right. how yep. how to rise. It, right. Oh, absolutely. It's <laughs> not easy. Yeah. It's not easy. But if you don't have those supports in place, which is admittedly difficult and harder to organize as adults rather than just Let's just get through the day, get these kids to where we think they should be, and we'll separate them at the end, like we've been right. doing school for 150 years. So I'm glad. I will say, yeah, I will say that, you know, for those, so some of you might, might be squirming a little bit, being like, but, but there are times when you can change the verbs. Okay, yeah, there are. So one time where you can change the word verbs is if it's written in an IEP, right? Or it's a, you know, an accommodation based on a, individualized education plan, then yes. But there's a legitimate reason why you're doing that. It isn't just, I don't think they can do it. Yeah, um, there's backup right? there. There's documentation there. Yes. There's a diagnosis there. Right. And even then, sometimes it's not changing the verb. It's just changing the way it's presented right. and then come back from the student. It's just a different right. organization. Uh, so I- right. I hear you on that one, and I don't always think we do that correctly. Yeah, but okay. there are ways that we can approach it differently, and it's it's honestly it's conversations like this I think that help people get more educated. It's the wrong word, but just furthering your knowledge on what standards are and how yeah. they can be used. Um, you know, it, it is there's a spectrum, obviously. Yeah. Of, where you are on your level of standards. Um, like you just mentioned standards reference a little while ago. It's like, well, that's a little bit better than the old way where we didn't even have standards. No standards. You know, yeah. it's a step. It's not the final step, but it's a step. Yeah. So if we can just be positive with that as like we are with kids, then I think we'll eventually get to where we want, which, you know, is a total crazy system with no grades call back to right. last year. But, uh, yeah, that's a long way down the road where you have to get an understanding of standards and then how that handles with kids, right? How do you deliver that to kids when you have standards with those three parts that you just said? Are you getting the work back that you expected and then trying to figure out, is it me? Is it the kids? Is the standard wrong? Is it a combination of all the three? And where do we go next? Right. I think that's a, a great way, especially when you said, uh, start making the tasks and looking at work. Uh, and having teachers do that, that's super exciting. Yeah. And it can be really fun. It can be really fun, especially if you start off with something uh, that isn't theirs, right? Like the cake thing. Mm -hmm. I'm just hoping that you brought actual cake because that would be no. super cool. 
That would be pretty cool. And you know, like I, I bet there's a kid out there who could make a kick-ass model of a cell baking, right? Yeah. And actually have one and be able to talk through all the parts and like done 3D baking or like, you know, slice in and you can see all the different like, you know, cell things inside. Like, I'm sure a kid can do that, but um, just baking a cake and icing it and sticking things on it with little labels does not mean that you understand the not structures so and functions of cell parts. Not so much. <laughs> I think that's a that's a great way to end right there about uh, about like our our back to the back to standards and seeing what they are. Uh, and we'll I think we're going to talk about a lot more of these type of things in the future here. Like just why do we do this? You know, why is this a thing that we talk about? And I think today about standards was a good place to start with that. Thank you, Courtney. And we will talk sometime soon. It doesn't matter what we're